back with you guys here on a Playmaker's View. I'm your host, Jamie Burdish, and today I'm joined by one of the best trainers in the St. Louis area, in my opinion, Eric Finley. Eric, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Today we're at All-Star Performance, so if you hear some background noise, I do apologize. Uh, people are training out there. But first, before we get into the big stuff, Eric, can you kind of tell us all about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, like Jamie said, uh, so I'm a sports performance trainer here for a local St. Louis company and also a sports dietitian. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to you guys both about the nutrition aspect and also the training aspect, the exercise aspect, as they all go hand in hand. So that's my background there. I've been working for that company for a few years now in the St. Louis area. Um, a little bit about myself, my background, grew up in the St. Louis area, played all sorts of sports, my primary sport. Uh, I love baseball, love all other sports, but wasn't too gifted at it. So. <laughs> Uh, my best sport was soccer, um, so I went on to play uh, at Mizzou, um, and then would, had a great experience, obviously, working with a lot of D1 athletes there as I studied nutrition and exercise physiology, and uh, took my studies, actually, to get my master's out in Utah uh, in sports nutrition. So, again, worked with Olympic athletes, uh, AAA Salt Lake Bees, you know, of course, the Utes, working with basketball, football, baseball, you name it. So... Um, my background really consists of all sorts of, all the way from, like Jamie said, training him over in high school and all the way up to semi-pro and professional players. So looking forward to discussing and talking about kind of my stories. Awesome. Thank you. So first, I want to get into when you first started playing sports, did you see yourself being some sort of trainer or did you just do it for the fun of it? So it kind of started, honestly, when I was a freshman in high school. That's when I started getting a little interested. So... Um, as a, as a, pretty much from fifth grade to about eighth grade, I was a little bit more of a chubby kid. And so, you know, I, I wasn't eating right. You know, I was going to McDonald's, stuff like that. And I was still playing soccer, but not seriously, and playing baseball not too seriously. And when I started actually trying out for, actually, the freshman team um, at my local high school was when I realized that, you know, if I started taking how... I eat more seriously and how I train so I started going to the gym consistently and trying to um, really put in some work there and I found huge changes you know one in my performance but also my body comp and that kind of led me down the road where I'm at so I didn't have any aspirations wasn't like something you know I knew about since I was a little kid I was like I want to be a trainer I want to be a dietitian I won't even know what that word means when I'm a little kid right yeah, some of you guys right. might not know um, I'm, I'll go off on a quick tangent on that anyway so if you guys hear dietitian or nutritionist, there is actually a very big difference. So if you guys are seeking uh, you know, nutrition consultation or advice, make sure you're always getting it from a dietitian. So it's just my quick tangent there um, because a nutritionist is not covered by law. So Jamie right here could be calling himself a nutritionist talking to you guys yeah. um, because anyone can kind of BS and say that they're nutritionists, right? They could read one blog online and say, hey, I know everything, right? So you gotta be careful when you are getting advice or reading certain articles, making sure that it is a credible source. Dietitians like myself have to go to college, they have to take rigorous courses, they also have to take a standardized test and have over 1,500 hours of practice in the field before they can sit down and take the test. So make sure you're getting your, whether really it is any field, make sure that the information you're getting is coming from a credible source. And if we're talking nutrition, make sure you're getting that from a dietitian. So um, that kind of led me down that path as I, I saw it personally impact not only my ability as an athlete, but just as a person overall right, yeah. and getting healthier. Yeah. 
And uh, that's what led me to like, hey, this is pretty cool. And so I studied that in Mizzou and, and continued that, like I said, in Utah. So did you do all that nutrition and dietary stuff by yourself, or did you have a guide when you were younger? So I had, when was this? This might have been sophomore sophomore year of high school, I think. Um, I shadowed a dietitian for a class just for, you know, like eight hours. Um, and he, he still works here, actually, locally. Um, but it gave me an idea, a look into, you know, the life he was a trainer and a dietitian, what I am now. And so it kind of got me... Uh, looking into hey this this is something that's kind of cool you know yeah, my it's like passions yeah it can be something that I can actually make a career out of so mostly honestly you know on my own um, a little bit of professional influence doesn't run in the family or anything but a lot of just yeah hard work on my own pretty much yeah gotcha so I mean if people don't have the because I know you know nutritionists and stuff like that can be pretty expensive so if I were to seek out advice but like without needing some sort of nutritionist how can i or what is your biggest tip i guess for people you know when they're training how can they you know get that edge without having to pay thousands of dollars or whatever well if you're paying thousands of dollars you need hundreds to i don't know yeah. they're definitely ripping you off a little bit um but i mean honestly you, you need to look at it and take it as seriously as you would if you were paying to go to a personal trainer right like if right. you don't have the knowledge or the skill set that's the reason why you're going to a trainer to get that right and a good trainer should be hopefully giving you that knowledge and skill set. You shouldn't be relying on them. Hopefully, you're learning those skills to take away. And it's the same thing with the dietitian, right? Honestly, I'd recommend if you don't really know what you're doing with your nutrition, I mean, going down the, the wormhole that's the internet of Google yeah. and all these things can be very dangerous, right? And very conflicting. There's so many things out there that, I mean, you guys listening to this podcast right now probably have different things you've heard on nutrition, like our carbs good, our carbs bad. I mean, we could do podcasts on all those certain things, but it's not a nutrition podcast, so we won't <laughs> talk about that, right? But just for example, there's so many things you can find online that can be confusing and conflicting, and it's really not going to educate you that well. Um, that's why it's better just go see a professional. It's worth getting if you're taking whatever you're doing seriously, seriously enough to be looking into your nutrition or looking in your training, then you need to put it as a priority to maybe pay a little bit to um, you know, get that knowledge that you know is scientific based and evidence based and take it seriously just like you would your training. So honestly, I would recommend finding a local dietitian. Um, if they're trying to charge you a ton, then don't go to them. Make sure they're a dietitian. Like I said, no fancy, you know, they might try to call themselves sort of, some sort of nutritionist. <laughs> don't do that, right? Make sure you're a dietitian. It shouldn't cost you way out of pocket. Some is even covered by insurance. Um, so I would do that if you have specific questions instead of trying to figure it out on your own online to be honest okay so going on a different topic you said you played division one at mizzou for soccer how is that like i guess you can connect it to your diet like your diet and your nutrition but like training wise how did you keep up with all that how is it i guess how is it instead of you know you had your high school training and then was it there a big jump between that and your you know college training well the high school so i played for my high school and i also played club and, you know, honestly, club is pretty intensive, especially in the St. Louis area. I mean, they take Gallagher the soccer pretty seriously like here. Yeah. I played for Bush back in the day. Um, they, they merged. They're not around anymore. But um, either way, anyone that's listening here, especially that knows St. Louis sports, knows one, we take our sports seriously. As, I mean, yeah. you talk about on your podcast, you, you're very passionate about blues, cardinals, all that, right? Um, right. Any sport we take seriously, same with soccer. Um, so there was a lot of hard training hours with club and all that. So I think it helped prepped me for uh, playing in college, right? 
Um, obviously, there's still a jump up, and there's still this independence where, I mean, it depends what college you're going at. Some have great dining halls for athletes. Some don't even have dining halls for athletes. There's so much variability, right? So it's tough for me to speak on what maybe another athlete's experienced in, in my personal perspective. Um, it wasn't that hard. I think, really, if you develop a good work ethic and a good mindset, that it's not too big of a jump. You know, you, ha- you had to put the work in in high school to get to that collegiate level, right? It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You got to keep putting that work in the collegiate level. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of maybe earlier mornings, later nights, but um, honestly, it wasn't too tough a transition for me. I want to add more on to you were saying, you know, you got to commit to wanting to play at the next level, and it's kind of similar to your stuff that you do in high school, but what if there's someone who, you know, doesn't have that kind of training? What's the first step for them, do you think? Just getting in the gym and getting after it? Well, that's, you know, if, if we knew the answer to that question, I mean, we'd, we'd have a lot of money, right? If we could unlock that. Each person, yeah. what's going to make them, them click is different, right? And some right. people, you know, they might have the talent, but they don't have the commitment, right? I mean, it takes both to truly be great, right? I mean, I've seen all the time, whether, again, it's from me being a coach or a dietitian or as a teammate, that you can see that maybe this, this person has all the talent in the world, but they just don't have the work ethic dedication, right? And that might not hit them in the high school level, might not even hit them the collegiate level. I mean, there's some really talented athletes out there, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually that does catch up. You know, say, pro ball, they get drafted, but all of a sudden you're playing with even higher level athletes, right? And that's where that extra commitment, like in the gym or on your nutrition, right, can take you that next level. I would say, you know, if someone's struggling with that, the big question is they got to just look themselves in the mirror and ask, you know, why? Why Why do you want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a big question. Not yeah. that extra, extrinsic motivation, right? But what's internally driving you? Why do you want to be great, right? Why do you want to do this? I mean, I think that's the yeah. first question. It's a, a big mental thing. And my next question, um, when you do, for me personally, so a little backstory, when I first saw Eric, I was a pretty skinny guy. And I went to him for some dietary, I guess you could say, not nutrition. Now he's 400 pounds. You got to uh, see this guy. <laughs> Anyways, so I did gain 20 pounds of good weight. I started eating better. Uh, but can you, I want you, for your, from your personal perspective, not just the physical aspect of it, but like mentally, your life in general, how has it been from training? You know what I mean? Not just like outside of sports, but how have you felt? Well, I think, I mean, just when I started picking up training consistently, and that's a key word there, consistently, right? right? I think that's yeah. one of the hardest things to find again whether we're tying that to diet or exercise, being consistent is the most important thing, right? And I think finding that consistency just makes your overall life better, right? It gives you mm-hmm. some structure. I'm a big believer, you know, and uh, that exercise is medicine, right? I mean, it makes you feel better about your day. It's literally releasing better hormones. Yeah, you hormones feel good. Make you feel better, yeah. more productive, right? And, you know, it's impacted me, yes, on the athletic side of things, right? But um, just giving you confidence that also have just feeling healthy you know you, you feel better about just daily life or if you're going to work you're feeling just better about yourself mm-hmm. um again it's not saying that someone has to work out every day you know and, and be these gym rats but just being active you know i think is a huge huge positive for anyone that might be struggling with motivation even if it is like you know st louis winters are cold and and they're cloudy yeah. and it can be kind of depressing to be honest right i mean just yeah. finding a way to stay active can be huge so i know personally i've had some bumps in the road where i'm just like I don't want to go to the gym. I don't, want, I don't even want to get off my couch. What is the best advice that you have for someone that's struggling with that? Because I know tons of people struggle with that. 
Well, there's a couple ways to go around that first, right? First, again, I, I kind of keep harping on this, but really, you have to look at each individual as an individual, right? There's no blanket statement you can make. You can you first got to ask why are you not wanting to get up off the couch, right? Right. Um, do you feel like it's you had a bad, you know, last week, like you had too many holiday cookies, and you're like, no, I'm I'm just a lazy, you know, piece of crap, and I can't. I don't want that, right? right. Um, but maybe it's also from overtraining. We see that a ton with our youth athletes, that they are overtraining, right? And they might actually be dealing with an injury from overtraining, or they're literally just exhausted from school, from maybe they're working on the side and they're working out. Sometimes it's okay to take that break on the couch, honestly, right? And yeah. sometimes in our mind, we want to punish ourselves. We're like, I should be out there. But honestly, sometimes rest is okay. Now, obviously, again, if we're taking months off at a time, there probably is uh, – issue with that or there's an underlying issue that you need to look at right and I'd say if you're trying to find motivation to get back into it because that's sometimes the hardest thing right you're sitting on the couch and you're like man I'm just not feeling it today right first thing I mean kind of cheesy but you might want to find an accountability buddy whether that is a coach right like I could say hey Jamie you know text me you know I'm gonna make sure that you're coming up at 3 p.m. to work out so you got that accountability or whether it's a friend saying hey we're going tomorrow to do this right or, again, it depends where your baseline is. If you haven't really done much exercise at all, just make it a goal to get outside and take the dog for a walk. Like, get moving. Get the body right. moving. Yeah. Right. So you talk about getting out and, like, walking your dog. But personally, in your view, what is the best kind of cardio and strength workout that people can do to better themselves? Well, the best workout, and, again, that's something that you hear. I mean, a lot. you got so many different kind of classes going on or different gyms popping up. Again, or you're reading online, what is the best? Like, what are your goals? Are we trying to burn fat? Are we trying to build muscle? Are you trying to get size? Whatever it might be, right? Um, the first thing, and we're going to go back to this again. Hopefully, you guys know if you're writing down notes, there's some things you're underlining because consistency is another big thing, right? The best workout program for you is something you can do consistently, right? right. Something that you don't get tired of, right? And it should have balance, right? It should have some resistance training. So, for example, Again, I work with clients and athletes from all different walks of life, right? I mean, younger athletes, we're talking even eight-year-olds that are training, mm -hmm. and I'm talking even, you know, we got some weekend warriors that are 60, 70 years old, okay? A huge, huge range, because an athlete doesn't have to just be this college athlete, right, or this professional athlete. There's athletes of all walks of life, right? And I see with the older population, a lot of them are doing too much cardio or too much HIT, and HIT stands for high-intensity interval training, right? So those are... Very short bouts of high intensity followed by a short period of rest, and that's really popular right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, and those are good, but sometimes uh, too much of a good thing is not a great thing, right? Yeah. And so, if, say all we're doing, for example, is these hit classes. Like we're going, there's you guys. I won't name some of these small gyms that have these hit training, but you guys <laughs> probably can think in your head of some small gyms that just exclusively offer that. And some people will literally do that just five times a week. Well, you're not differing your training, right? You're yeah. just doing the same thing. And sometimes, or, you know, we'll have some athletes that literally just do cardio, even if it's endurance-based athletes, like our cross-country runners or our track runners. If you're like, well, I'm just running, so all I need to do is run. Well, yes, that's the most important thing, right? But you still need to be do doing resistance training and training your muscles. Same with vice versa, you know, like if we're talking baseball, right? Baseball athletes aren't exactly known as the most... Athletic type. Some of them, sure, but <laughs> right, when you think of all the sports... You know, baseball, you know, let's throw out CC Sabathia, something like that, yeah. right? We're not thinking yeah. maybe, you know, these are the cream of the crop athletes right here, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, again, it depends on position, right? 
depends on, you know, pitcher CC can still throw gas, right? Yeah. And, and he threw in, a, I think he just retired, but he's like 40, right? Um, so, again, if you're a baseball player, you might think, oh, well, I don't have to do as much. Maybe maybe I just need to really focus on pitching and hitting. Mm-hmm. And, Jamie, you can probably attest to that. If you aren't actually getting in the gym and strengthening the muscles around it, right, and, yeah. and getting stronger. Mobility, well, too. Mobility is huge, right? And that's something that definitely gets overlooked. I think it's something, you know, when you talk, like, yoga or Pilates, everyone in their head's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I should give that a shot sometime, right? But we never they actually never do. do it, right? Yeah, I or, fall victim to that, Or too. same with even just stretching or doing, like you said, mobility before and after a workout. Yeah. It's things you know you should do, right? And either it's because you don't really know what you're doing, right? Or maybe you just think it's a waste of time. Again, it's about prioritizing things, and especially if you're an athlete. Like, it's not all about just getting stronger, right? If those muscles and joints aren't mobile, right, you're going to end up potentially hurting yourself, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Jamie, you can probably speak to that firsthand, yeah. right? Um, Jamie, do you have any, you know, <laughs> immobile areas, anything that – one-on-one that we like to work on here. We won't speak on that, but yes, I definitely do have some weaknesses. Yeah, Uh, everyone does, right? Yeah. But what do you think? So you got to commit yourself, but where comes the line to not overcommit yourself? And and when you do get hurt, how do you get back on track? So, yeah, that's that's kind of a loaded question, right? And, again, we're going to go back to everyone is different, right? Mm -hmm. You got to look at the reason why you hurt yourself. Was it actual actually like a, a freak injury, you know, a specific incident, or was it because of overuse, overtraining, right? Um, it depends on the injury too. Now, the first thing that I always tell athletes with injuries, and it, again, it depends on the type, but in general, you don't want to hurry back. And a lot of athletes try to go back too quickly and they end up hurting themselves again. I can, I can speak to that personally. Um, you know, I, I had, uh, this was in high school, I had Pancreatic surgery, I, I tore my pancreas when I was going up for a head ball. Someone kneed me on the side, had to get surgery on that. Um, it is as painful as it sounds, right? Uh, but I tried to come back too soon. I thought I was doing great. Came back too soon. Turns out they had to do surgery again. So anytime I'm talking to athletes, and if we got any athletes listening right now, hopefully we do, telling you guys that it's always better to take that extra week of caution or even that extra month, right, and come back stronger and healthy than to hurry that process. Yeah. Right. Um, and rest and recovery is also very important. So if we tie it to also nutrition, right? So if you are recovering from an injury, it's very important that you increase your protein needs. So whatever your normal protein intake was for the day, you guys need to be trying to increase that a little bit because um, our muscles build and recover. That's why you hear about protein being so important after workouts, especially strength workouts where you're breaking down muscle, is that you get protein in. That's going to help you recover faster from an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There's no, you know, again, magic pill that's going to help you recover, um, but doing the right stuff for injury prevention, like we just talked about, strength training, mobility, stretching, but if you do find yourself injured, let the injury actually have a chance to heal and recover instead of pushing. Yeah, commit, but don't overcommit. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any sort of closing thoughts for our viewers? Well, closing thoughts, guys, I would say, you know, no matter the sport that you're playing and no matter what level you're at, like I said, that consistency and you know, figuring out what you love about that, right? Where your passion is. Like I said, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you aren't passionate about it, again, I've seen it on all sorts of levels eventually. Either you think you're better than everyone else, and maybe you were, but it's going to catch up to you, right? right yeah. So figure out where your passion is, where that drive is, and know that commitment happens on so many levels. It's not just on the field or, or on the arena, wherever you guys are playing, right? Um, it happens off the field, like in the weight room, 
happens every day with your nutrition. That's so overlooked, guys. So again, seriously, I know I'm a dietitian. I'm a little biased, but take <laughs> that take that very importantly. I see. I mean, I don't know how many, especially of our youth athletes and our college athletes, that their diet is just just terrible, right? So yeah. even small changes could be huge in getting better results out of your body. At the end of the day, as an athlete, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to get better, right? And it's, again, not about just how you do in practice. There's so many things off the field that you have to commit to and be consistent to. And yeah, it's a lot of work, but if it's what you love, that's why I said look at what your passion is and, and what you really want out of this sport and, and follow that, right? That's what's gonna lead you to where you wanna be. So again, guys, I was joined by Eric Finley, he works here at All Star Performance as a trainer and a nutritionist or a dietitian, I should say. Thank you again, Eric, for joining me. And again, you guys were listening to A Playmaker's View. I'm your host, Jamie Burge.